Hey, this is Jonathan Mickles with the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast. I always got strategic, just, I have to go back. This is Jonathan Mickles with the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast. There we go. And I have with me, Miss Eileen Prack. How are you doing, Eileen? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today, Jonathan? Doing, doing quite well. Uh, I took some time and did your podcast I was nerve wracked. I think that was my second podcast that I actually was being interviewed for. So, um, you know, I, like you, I'm probably better at asking the question. Than <laughs> being a it's so, a different dynamic. It really is. You know, um, I, I'm used to grilling people, but no, that that this is not going to be a grilling session. I wanted to hear a little bit more about, I guess, your your journey, and you're actually doing this with your husband. So. Did your husband, you know, go to a, a seminar and then said, hey, Eileen, we're going to do this thing? Or did you pull him in? How did you all get started? Who, 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 what came first, the chicken or the egg? So it kind of organically came together, I would say. Um, you know, we kind of started with real estate, wanting to buy our first home. We wanted to do some type of house hacking. We were actually looking to do some type of find a duplex, rent one out, live in the other side. And then we just kept getting bid. Like our bids wouldn't get accepted. And then we just kept getting bid out. And so it just never worked out in that sense. And then um, what we all, what market and we're, in, we're in California. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California yeah. money, yeah. Uh -huh. So it was really hard, you know, especially, you know, we were just newly married and then um, he comes from Pennsylvania and um, we wanted to start a life together. And we, you know, our family does some real estate. So we knew that real estate is a good place to create passive income. And for us, we wanted to do something like that and be able to, you know, rent a side out and then, you know, live on the other side and build up some, some, um, cash flow for ourselves. Um, but like I said, it never worked out. And then it just so happened that like a single family home popped up and, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, the cards were in our favor and it just so happened that, um, the whole process went smoothly. We didn't have to outbid with anybody or anything like that. And then it just, it was just meant to be our house. So we ended up buying a single family home, um, here in California and, since then, we were always looking for some type of um, investment from real estate standpoint to try to create more passive income for ourselves. Um, and it just never worked out in California. The numbers, um, we wanted to do more cash flow, but you know, um, over here in California, things appreciate much faster and there's a lot of investors out here and there's a lot of competition. And so it was really tough. Um, so we never really did any like, um, real estate investing in California ourselves. Um, so we, you know, looked at a state for a little bit and then, you know, we did a couple of single family homes out there and then we come, came across, um, multifamily. Okay. So you mentioned that, um, two things you said mm -hmm. we did real estate out there. Was that back in your husband's home, home in Pennsylvania? No, or? St. Louis. Oh, in St. Louis. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. St. Louis. Yes. And another question in terms of, you said you guys had a family background pretty much in real estate. So was it both sides of the family who were doing maybe investing in real estate or was it one or the other? Yeah. So it's mostly my family. Um, okay. They do. Yeah. So they, you know, they were able to get like um, during the downturn in 08, they were yeah. able to pick up a lot of uh, good properties at that time. And so um, so we always knew that it was a really great place to, to invest. And we didn't really get 
um, super, super serious until probably at the end, like the middle of 2019 is when we actually started becoming really serious. You know, we always knew it was a good place, but, and we were just looking in and trying to find something. Um, but it wasn't until 2019 when we were becoming really serious about wanting to um, find more investments and actually do this um, and gain more passive incomes for ourselves. And so we started reading. Um, I came across a lot of podcasts and everything like that. And so I kept showing my husband like, hey, you know, like, what do you think about this or this option or something like that? And we would just have kind of conversations. And the more conversations we had, um, he knew it was a great place to be in. But then at the same time, it wasn't like our focus. And right. so because because of the distance or because of industry or he didn't have enough information or knowledge or what what was the, the thing that kind of had him there? Because I think that there are a lot of couples that are maybe listening to this where their husband or wife or their spouse is, you know, having challenges and trying to figure out, you know, do we go forward or not? So what, what was the hurdle there? Yeah, it was, um, you know, we'd go the traditional path of wanting to invest in stocks and our 401ks and everything like that. And those were all great vehicles for us. And so that's what he was kind of more focused on and looking and creating wealth that way. And um, but when we when I started finding more and more about real estate and what we can do with it, you know, having that conversation with him, um, introducing him to more of the podcast, more of the books. And then the more he kind of understood a little bit more and more about the, um, you know, the tax benefits and everything like that with real estate. You know, I think that was when the light bulb kind of went off and then we kind of went full force with it. And we, you know, experimented with, you know, the single family homes. And then when we came across multifamily, you know, we, we did our research, we did homework, we studied, and then we jumped in and did like passive investing ourselves in it to just test the waters. And so by doing that, it really got him um, more confident in what real estate can do. And then just the model itself has become so incredible for us and that he has fallen in love with the whole um, the whole overall model itself as well. And so like he loves looking at the numbers, he loves looking at the deals now and everything like that. So it just evolved into some more of a passion for the both of us now. And so that's kind of how the conversation went and kind of like how we both are now doing real estate. So then question, you talked about you guys did some studying and whatever, and before you jumped in, who were you studying? Who were you listening to? Who were you reading? So there was a lot of a lot of information out there. So we were listening to all the different podcasts that we could about real estate. Um, we came across Joe Fairless's best ever book, and that one just laid out the foundation of multifamily syndications. And so um, really getting into and that was pretty much one of the first books that we we read in multifamily. And then um, from there, it just stemmed into like a whole bunch of more books after that. Um, and then more and more podcasts. And then we listened to like, I don't know, that first end of 2019 to 2020, we, we, I don't know, we would read, we would listen to so many different podcasts. Um, our commute to work was so long. We live in California. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So every commute, we would always listen to podcasts. We would exchange different podcasts that we'd listen to, um, about different Are there any other of, suggestions of people, you know, that you, you think might be good to listen to other, I mean, I got Joe Fairless and, mm -hmm. you know, as, yeah. as, uh, who else? Joe, Fair, Joe Fairless, Whitney Sewell's, um, podcast, and then also, we listen to Michael Blanc's podcast. All of them are such great resources that we've utilized. And I mean, there's just a ton of them that that are out there. And those are just to name a few that we've listened to. And then they 
all come, they all have a little different flair to their yep. different podcasts. Yep. Um, so you're getting a little bit of mindset from each of the different ones, but they're all really great resources. Now you mentioned also that uh, your husband fell in love with the model. What model did you, you both, I guess, fall in love with? Which, which model was that? It was definitely the multifamily syndication model. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's the multifamily syndication model. And you mentioned, you know, a little bit about mindset. I mean, you, you all were listening to a lot of podcasts. You were gaining a lot of information, you know, where did your mindset come from? I mean, you you obviously have seen some of the positive benefits because your family had picked up some real estate in, in uh, St. Louis. You and your husband had reached out and done a couple your, you know, yourselves out that way because things weren't well in, in ca uh, California. You kept uh, persevering past the obstacles that, you know, were in your way. You know, you could have gone back to just do everything in the stock market. What was it that kind of, helped you mindset wise to, to move in the shift. So from the mindset standpoint, it was, you know, we wanted, we're very, I guess I would say like we are risk adverse types of people. And so what I found with stock market, there was too much volatility in that side of things. And so I was never comfortable with, you know, going full in with the stock markets. I would put, we would do some stock markets just to diversify, but it was never a vehicle that I was like a hundred percent confident in it just because I didn't have, control of what was going to happen with the stock market. You know, I could invest one day and, you know, make a great return. And then the next day something could have happened and then I could lose it all. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so personally, just from our, like our personalities, it just didn't fit as well. Um, you know, we use it as to, you know, have some stocks of our own to do a little bit of diversification. But right. when we found multifamily and the model itself, the mindset shift and the model really fit our personalities because one, we're able to kind of control the value that we're creating in the multifamily space. It's not something that's left up to the market. It's not left up to, you know, like what is being bought next door, you know, like you can create forced appreciation in the multifamily. Exactly. I was about to say, yeah, you force <laughs> appreciation because you guys actually do something now. The, the types of properties that you guys are going after from a syndication perspective, are you doing a lot of friends and family raising for the syndication? Or are you, you know, this is pretty much primarily your own money and you guys are controlling most of the, the properties yourself? Yeah, so um, we've just invested like uh, passively ourselves so far. So it's all been our money. And then what we've been doing is just, you know, sharing with what, sharing with our network and, you know, we've started our own podcast as well to try to educate other people like who are, you know, who've never heard about multifamily and, and showing them that there's a different way to invest. Um, and there's not just a stock market because like ourselves, you know, we never knew that you could invest in these larger apartment types. Yeah. Um, and then when you're actually going a little bit more deeper into there and the more and more you learn it the vehicle is a really great place to be and you know and we never hear about it before and so right. by us doing this and you know studying ourselves and having these conversations um i think it helps kind of you know spread the word of there's other other opportunities out there other ways to um diversify and create wealth right and i think that um I, and again we're not financial advisors, you know, we're not lawyers, we're not attorneys or anything like that. And you should really consult any of your financial uh, advisors for any financial advice. Um, however, you know, a lot of people, what we've seen is that a lot of people um, have thought about, you know, having more than 0% of their assets in real estate. Um, 
you know, same thing with, you know, some people doing the same thing with Bitcoin, you know, or digital currency, they have more than 0%. You're not saying that, you know, you have to have a certain percent in any of them. But, you know, if you're in a situation where you're risk adverse, and you need to learn a little bit more about, you know, force and appreciation, when we say force appreciation, that means that you're actually doing something for the property, you're doing something for the neighborhood, meaning you're renovating the kitchens, you're changing out the flooring. Those things are considered forced depreciation where the value of the asset or the multifamily apartment building actually gets better because you've done that. And so then my next question is, you know, for some people like myself, I don't have any construction experience. You know, um, did you all have that as a background potentially in, in working with contractors? Because if you're forcing appreciation, that means that you're actually doing something to the property in order to improve it. Did you all have any of that background or is that somebody that you brought on your team? How, how did that work out? Yeah, so we don't have the construction background or anything like that, but it's a lot of, you know, working with the smarter people around us and the people who have that really strong background and and really leveraging off of those people and at the same time making sure that we're educated enough ourselves to understand the process and to know what's what we're getting into before before doing something like that okay all right cool cool so now what are you all focused on right now i mean you last time i i checked you were about 1718 podcasts so far we are yes <laughs> it's been it's and, and how long did it take for you to do that many podcasts? So we started back in this or September of 2020. And so um, wow. that's <laughs> amazing. How did you get how did you get everybody to kind of say yes, let's uh, I'll come on your podcast? Well, that's what's kind of great about the real estate side of things. Um, everybody has been so willing to help and share their knowledge. And so um, a lot of it has been through like referrals and and um, through connections and everything like that. And we've just invited the people onto our guest uh, to become guests on our podcast. And the people in this space are so willing to share and they're just so willing to want to come on and just share what they've learned and to, um, you know, help others learn along the way, including ourselves. And so we've just been so grateful in that aspect of things. Um, so yeah, we've just been very, very, very fortunate on that side. That's excellent. I think that that's a, that's a very beautiful thing that you've been able to reach out to those people in the community. I, I, right now, I've been pretty much minimalist and wanting to do one podcast a month. And now I've jumped to two podcasts a month. Now I'm at three podcasts and even the, considering a fourth one um, per month, it just happens that way because you start meeting great people and uh, you want to talk to them and, and learn a little bit more about them. So, so, so here is, uh, let me see, there's something else. How, how are you unique? Because there are a lot of syndicators that are out here, you know, um, you've got Michael Blanc, you've got Joe Fairless, and you mentioned earlier that all of them kind of have their own spin on certain things and how they do things or how they don't do things. So, you know, for you and, and Selah, how, how, how are you all different from other syndicators? So I think a lot of the syndicators in the space, you know, we come from a place where we want to create value for other people. Um, but I think one of the things that sets us apart a little bit more is, you know, we're very family oriented, very family focused. And so what we do is, you know, we're wanting to create wealth, we want to create, you know, these types of revenues and avenues for our family to be able to invest in, to be able to do something like this um, down the road and create like legacies for ourselves. And so we bring a really big family aspect to, um, to 
to the syndication space of things. Um, and then, you know, for us, it's, it's our values. Um, it's something that's super important to us. We're super close with our family. Um, we want to share it with other people as well. And then just like the transparency as well. Um, it's just, I think that, you know, where we're coming from is just a place of like transparency, integrity, and, and really strong family values. Got it. So then that's very interesting. I heard transparency and integrity. Are those your two top values, if you will? Absolutely. Um, I think that in anything that you do, you want to just be, you know, you want to be as transparent as possible. You want to, you want to portray as much honesty and integrity to the people that you're working with as well, because I think that it's just going to create that much more, um, solid relationship down the road. You know, we don't, we're not into this to, you know, do short-term types of things. We want to create long-term relationships with people. And by doing that, you know, you got to have that integrity. You've got to have that transparency, you know, because people want to work with people they know, like, and trust. Right. And so, you know, the, the idea of, you know, cause initially I thought it was, you know, very transactional in this business, but you mentioned something that's really important is that there is, there's this long-term aspect where you've done a deal before, but you want to do deals with these same people over and over again, especially if it was simple and if it was easy, you know, everything was kind of in place, you had everything together. And again, they, they match your transparency and integrity values. Um, I would say in addition to that, uh, transparency is one of my top values. If you go to my website, you'll see that, <laughs> that transparency, my personal website, jonathanmickles.com. Um, but, but I would also add loyalty. It's another one, you know, at some point in time. Um, and when I talk about loyalty, that doesn't mean that you have to be in every deal that we have and we're only going to be with these people because sometimes, you know, some, you know, things don't work out where it makes sense to, um, so, uh, sorry about that. We had a, uh, <laughs> uh, it happens. It's like, it right? happens. It happens. Um, but what I was saying is that not that everybody needs to be in the same deal over and over and over and over again. Um, things may happen such that, you know, the money that they may have had may have gone to another deal. And so they're not in that deal, but loyalty in the standpoint that, you know, the team that you've put together or the, the, the resources that you've used before, um, if they have been super helpful in making that deal happen, um, you want to keep them in anything else that you, you want to do. It's not like, I'm just going to go and just always shop the cheapest, making sure that you get something that's valuable, uh, that that's reasonable for it, whatever is fine, but definitely try to uh, add loyalty. That's another thing that I, I'm, I'm considering adding onto my list of four values that I already have right now. So that's, that's, that's really good. Um, so my last thing is that we actually have a, a segment called giving people the boot and that pretty much is helping people uh, to get on to the next thing and to, you know, you know, finally make whatever uh, it happened, happen, whether or not that's investing passively, whether or not that's being active or being a syndicator, whatever else the case is, what is it in terms of advice that you would give to, uh, to someone, I guess, in this space to give them the boot, to give them the encouragement to move on to the next thing? I think it's um, two things. One is getting and being in the right mindset. Um, I think that that's super important to, you know, get started with anything and it's going to propel you to do everything that you're going to be going on moving forward. Um, so one, getting into the right mindset. And at the same time, you know, you got to take action. Um, and not just not just any type of action, but 
but really intentional action to move you to the next step. Um, you don't want to just do anything in order to just stay busy, but you want to be very intentional with what you're doing um, to be able to be able to move forward and just focus on the next steps um, in order to move you to their next goal. How do, how do you figure out whether or not you're busy or whether or not the action that you're doing is actually productive? Yeah, that's kind of that's a that's a tough one, right? I mean, because um, you can you can spend like a whole day and you can be busy, but you haven't really taken and you haven't really moved yourself forward in the next step. So it's just really understanding your goal and what you're trying to achieve, and anything else that is kind of going to be noise in that way. You have to try to figure out, you know, what's you know what's the what's the most important, what's going to be the most impactful um, that step that you're going to take for that day in order to move you forward. So it's just being very, very clear on what your intentions are and um, what those actions are. Interesting. Well, listen, Eileen, I thank you so much for uh, your time and giving us uh, a little bit more insight onto you and your organization and how can people get in contact with you? Sure. Um, so they can always visit our website. If you go there, um, they can download one of our free uh, apartment syndication passive investing checklists. Um, and that's at our website, www.bonavistcapital.com. And if anytime anybody wants to have a chat or anything like that, I love talking real estate, podcasting, anything like that. Um, they can always email me at Eileen at bonavistcapital.com. Excellent. Well, listen, Eileen, thank you again for everything. And if there's anything that we can do to help you in your career, please let us know. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I really appreciated this. Same here.